School is finally back in session, Phil, and I sure hope that's the way it stays. No kidding, right? Our kids for nearly a year, at least here in the Madison area, were stuck at home because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Stuck at home, doing school digitally, sometimes, sometimes not doing school digitally. It was a long, hard year for students, for teachers, for parents. I know that uh, firsthand. But the kids are going back five days a week here in Madison. Hallelujah. I'm thrilled. I'm excited. Let's keep this hot streak going. We're going to talk about how we do that, Phil, in person all year long and why it's safe on today's Center Stage with Milford and Hands, the Wisconsin State Journal's political podcast from the Sensible Center of Wisconsin Politics. I'm Scott Milford. I'm the editorial page editor for the Wisconsin State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the editorial cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. And we are both members of the Wisconsin State Journal editorial board. Yeah, and I think we are the most recently in school members of the editorial board. Uh, I haven't been a high schooler since the 1980s. Ouch. Now that I think of it, uh, my kids just went to Summerfest to see Green Day. They're a band that started in the 80s, so maybe I'm not that old after all. Well, actually, I think Adrian's is younger than you, Scott, ever so slightly. That would be Jason Adrian's, the editor of the Wisconsin State Journal and a member of our editorial board. Now you're brown-nosing, Phil. But back to our topic of kids finally being back in school. The most important thing we as a society must do during this pandemic is to make sure that our kids and our future generations can continue to get a good education throughout this. It's more important than our economy. It's more important than keeping our bars open. Making sure our kids go to school is essential because nothing else really works if the kids can't be in school. We just quoted in the newspaper Dr. Gregory DeMurray, professor of pediatrics at UW-Madison. He just said, quote, one of the things that we did learn last year is that in-person learning, even during periods of high community activity, is possible. I would say not even possible, but preferable. Right. We want to have kids in school all year long learning. And if that means they've got to be wearing masks, fine. If that means parents who don't want their kids wearing masks have to move to online school, fine. If that means that teachers are required to have vaccines, I think that's fine. I think we need to do all we can to keep them in school. And then the other important detail of this is that the young kids are the ones who can't get a vaccine yet. Yeah. So let's make sure we keep them safe while keeping them in school. And that requires teachers and staff being vaccinated. Yeah, there's a horror story out of California, Marin County. It's a wealthy school district with everyone's got lots of means. Most everyone's vaccinated, but there was one teacher at a school who was unvaccinated and took her mask off to read a story to a kindergarten or first grade classroom and gave COVID to half the classroom. That's according to the CDC. Requiring teachers to be vaccinated, mandating it. I think that makes sense in Madison, and I think it makes sense in most school districts across the state. Anywhere where the risk is high. I mean, I'm not for a state mandate because local schools can decide what's best for their situation in most cases, or they should be able to. Rural communities have more space than maybe an urban school. One school up north might have a terrible outbreak and need to do something that we're not doing in Racine or La Crosse or Madison or somewhere else. 
I'm for giving some flexibility to school districts, but I think they should do whatever they need to do to keep kids in school safely. Because we have Tony Evers in charge of the state government, we're not going to get some the Republican legislature supporting some silly ban on mask mandates like we've seen in some states like in yeah. Florida or Texas where the governor is saying schools can't mandate masks, you know, basically stripping them of local control. I think I think having local control and having each school district making the best decisions for their kids and their staff is the way to go through with this forward this pandemic. Usually conservatives are saying what these kids need are some discipline in these schools. And now it's like you can't tell a kid to wear a mask. That's child abuse. Yeah, which you know it's not. It's just wearing a mask. I I don't think the kids even really care much. It's the grown-ups that get all worked up about it. You know it's child abuse? Unvaccinated teachers giving kids COVID. That's actually abusing children. And I suspect the vast majority of teachers have gotten their vaccines. Yes. Yeah, especially in Madison, I believe that's a, it's a very minuscule minority that has not been vaccinated in Madison. And remember, last year, a lot of the unions were saying, we don't want to go back till we have access to the vaccines. So State Journal Editorial Board, lots of politicians, lots of people everywhere said, hey, let's prioritize teachers to get the vaccines. Yeah. So we did. And that helped bring classes back in lots of parts of the state, even in Madison, towards the end of the year. Going back to like a vaccine mandate for teachers, I don't think there's really any argument against it that makes any sense. I mean, if you're a conservative, you know, I think I think you can use the same argument that they use for an institution like Hobby Lobby, you know, which is this this chain of stores where they don't provide birth control to their employees. And the argument is, well, if you want birth control as part of your benefits, you can get a job somewhere else. Well, if you don't want to be vaccinated, and you're a teacher, you need to get a job outside of the educational system right now. Or maybe a private school that doesn't require it. But public schools need to require vaccinations. I'm sympathetic to the idea, the sort of the libertarian idea, I guess, that the government shouldn't be able to force drugs and medicine into my body that I don't want. But that doesn't mean then that I can go and do whatever I want yeah, if, if I choose not to do that. There are restrictions. I mean, you have the... I mean, you have the freedom to not have a job as a teacher. And it's an essential job. It doesn't make sense to have unvaccinated people around the one population that isn't allowed to get the vaccine. And as the father of an eight-year-old, you know, I know for her personally, she would love to get the vaccine. I mean, you know, a lot of these kids, it's not, a, you know, they are excited to be opt- for the opportunity to do their part to help squash COVID. And my kids are the same way. Some of that's just that Dane County area is much more friendly to shots and government telling us what to do, I think, yeah. than, than some other areas. And so, I mean, kids in other areas might be really down on it because that's sort of the broader mood of the community, thinking that I mean, we, we it's are, unnecessary and it's overboard. We are all products of our society. But I think mostly this is a hang-up with adults and not the kids. It appears the way this is heading is that in communities with the highest rates of vaccination, i.e. Madison, we're going to have the strictest rules. <laughs> and then... And, 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 and I wouldn't be surprised if we're somebody... It, 
if schools get shut down, I wouldn't be surprised if we're some of the first that the health department says it's not safe for school because we had three cases in a classroom last week. Yeah, I think our area, if anything, goes overboard and sometimes forgets that, hey, we all did the right thing here, by and large. We're well protected and the rates of spread are not high here Yeah, compared to some other areas. And then the unfortunate thing is then out in other areas where the vaccination rate may be low in some counties, those are the same counties that are like, yeah, we don't need a lot of restrictions. We don't need masks. Yeah. It's kind of like the areas that need... The restrictions the most aren't getting them and vice versa. It sounds like one of the cartoons I drew a couple weeks it ago. It does, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I, it does kind of concern me that, you know, I'm, I am worried that in Madison particularly that we're going to get, you know, kids are going to get COVID this year at the school probably. Some, there's going to be probably going to be some transmission. And I'm worried when there's three or four cases, somebody's, there's going to be a push to shut the schools down for a couple of weeks and close it all down. Yeah, and I don't think that's the right solution. No, and I don't even. Th- and that's not what the science would say. Uh, and hopefully, both the health officials here and the school officials in Madison, as well as in more rural areas, follow the science. I mean, as much as here in Madison, we love to think we follow the science. There were months and months where Fauci was saying the kids need to be in school, and Madison didn't have kids in school. No, yeah, we were we were too... So we, were, we ignore the science here in Madison sometimes, too. We sure did, yeah. And, you know, we have to remember that, you know, last year, uh, you know, the teachers union, I want to say that, you know, they seem like they're supportive of a vaccine mandate, or they're not strictly opposed to it. But there was a time last year where they were saying they wanted two weeks of no COVID cases in all of Dane County before they returned yeah. to schools. You know, we're not going to have that. No, it should be a much better year than it was last year. Even with the under 12 kids that can't get a vaccine, if they do get the virus, the science tells us it's much less likely that they're going to get in a bad medical situation and wind up in the hospital. Some are yeah, I mean, because the, more kids are getting sick now. The Delta variant seems to be affecting ki- you know, more kids, and we're hearing more stories of kids in the ICU. There were 230 kids hospitalized in Florida last week where the restrictions are lighter and the governor doesn't want kids to have to wear masks when they're in school. But if you look at the latest state health numbers in Wisconsin – Kids are not the ones in large numbers showing up at the hospitals. It tends to be more of the unvaccinated adults. Yeah. Or, you know, in Madison's case, oftentimes it's college students who maybe are kids in some people's eyes and maybe aren't, but people who are eligible for a vaccine that haven't always gotten it. Um, You know, that's what drove me nuts last year about COVID in Madison was that, you know, most of our COVID cases seem pretty isolated on campus. Uh, UW campus. There was a, they were they were driving a lot of our COVID cases Dane County wide, but it was very much isolated. I mean, the the university did a pretty good job of saying you know keeping the COVID on the campus, but still Dane County was saying, oh, look at all this community spread. Look at all this community spread. We can't we can't open anything up. We can't have school. We can't open businesses because there's so much COVID in the community, and it was almost all on campus. According to the Wisconsin Department of Health Services, none of Wisconsin's More than 7,600 deaths from COVID have been people under the age of 10, and only three were under the age of 20. The CDC has now recommended that schools require masks. So to me, following the science is let's have the kids wear the masks. 
Not necessarily outside, because I don't think the CDC is recommending that. No. And I think Madison just decided that middle schoolers and elementary kids outside have to wear masks. Yeah, at the re- on playground or at the recess. So I'm not sure they're really following the science on that. They're maybe going overboard. I think we need to follow the science. And so if a couple months this, this gets better and the CDC says, we're not recommending masks in the schools, hopefully... Madison will listen. I would venture that a good ch- a good percentage of Madison's high school students are probably vaccinated right now. Oh, my goodness, yes. You know, those high schools are probably pretty safe spaces right now in general. One other issue that I hope doesn't happen, and uh, I read that at least in Madison, the goal is for this to not happen, which is a relief because I thought they might do this again, was forcing teachers to teach kids online at the same time they're teaching kids in person. The buzzword is co-current teaching. Yeah, whatever. I, I don't want to hear that. What's the Or asynchronous. Asynchronous. I don't want to hear all the buzzwords that nobody understands. I know the, the school officials love to speak in a language that parents and don't understand. But, it's called obfusc- obfuscation, which I can't say. But Madison is going to have an option, particularly for younger kids, to go online if they don't want to come back to school, if their parents are worried. Great. Every kid actually has that option. There are lots of online schools that yeah. you could go to for a year, even if your district wasn't allowing online school. You could go to an online charter school that's statewide. So you can do that if you want. I just think that really worked poorly. And this is just anecdotal from talking to kids and several teachers in the district that it just didn't work to have to be trying to engage kids on a computer at the same time you're trying to en- engage kids in your classroom it was kind of a mess i've been in a zoom meeting where somebody tried to do that it didn't work very well <laughs> hint hint yeah, scott milford that was our editorial board <laughs> Maybe I've sound like I've been critical of teachers or school districts so far in this podcast. I mean, in my experience, the teachers that my kids have had have worked really hard and cared deeply and really want to be in the classroom with the kids and are yeah. going to take every precaution to make sure that it's a safe, productive school year. I have a lot of faith in the actual, you know, frontline teachers who are there to actually doing the hard work of teaching uh, to, to make this a good school year. Now, when it comes to administration, maybe I'm not so confident in their decisions, but I have a, I have a lot of faith in the frontline teachers in the district in Madison. I do too, and the teachers I've spoken to want to be in school, and they want kids in school in front of them where they can engage with them. Given that the Delta variant spreads so much faster, I'm not hearing complaints about the masks at this point. No. I think the mask makes sense. The CDC is saying it, so hopefully we get off to a good school year here and we stay five days a week and our kids learn and the Delta variant goes away. And if, if it does flare up, we don't panic. When the history of this pandemic is written in 20 or 30 years, we're going to look back and America is going to realize, especially liberal America, progressive America is going to realize how much we failed our students last year by keeping them out of schools for so long. It was a lost year. Europe did a good job of keeping their kids in school. Red America, conservative America, did a pretty good job of keeping their kids in school with relatively low risks. You know, it was progressive liberal America that did a really lousy – basically abandoned their kids and especially kids 
of color and kids that come from poorer backgrounds that didn't have all the advantages of your and my kids with parents to help them do their homework and get them into Zoom meetings. We just let them just drift for a year. You know, and I and I and I hope we realize what a huge mistake that was as a society. It's always easy to Monday morning quarterback, but now we know that. Now we know that the online teaching didn't go very well and that we need to get the kids back in class, particularly the kids like you say, who don't have a parent looking over their shoulder, maybe because the parents at work and who really weren't doing what they were supposed to do. And if they're in school, they're much more likely to. So yeah, it's a brand new year. Let's be optimistic. It seems like most districts are doing a decent job of responding to the public concerns as well as the educational concerns, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, you know the losers in all this? The loser's gonna be YouTube and Fortnite. Because nobody's going to be able to play during the day. Because they'll actually be learning in school instead of watching dumb videos on YouTube. Yeah. And think of all that data that won't be used by kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, Internet's probably going to speed up. I'm mostly going to be happy that the cross-country teams will not have to wear masks anymore. I thought that was brutal. That seems brutal, yeah. Having to run uh, 5K with a mask on. I I, I tell you what, I could not do that. (laughs) Not that I could run a 5K very well to start with. Our theme music is by Tube Tester.